Motherhood. It doesn't look the same for any of us. But you know what? All of us are carrying around our own baggage. Whether it's helping your children with autism or anxiety, living with chronic illnesses, surviving from abuse in all of its forms, or feeling depressed and stuck in our lives. Girl, I've got you. We are going to talk about all of those things. But you know what else? We're also going to talk about super fun and nerdy things too, like historical costuming or sewing, minimalism, hair, makeup, gaming, DIY projects, motherhood, friendhood, is that even a word, and homeschooling. But mostly, you are hopefully going to see Jesus in the mundane, in the ordinary, in the day-to-day lives. You are going to realize that you are an important and beautiful creation. So let's get to it. Hello, welcome back. This is episode two of Nesting with the Earlies, and I am so glad that you guys came back. I'm actually doing a video recording the same exact time that I'm doing this uh, recording on the microphone, aka a podcast. That way I can let anybody know that's been listening or following us exactly what's going on. A lot of people love my family. Thank God for that. A lot of people especially love my babies. And again, Luca is our youngest four. He is the two-year-old. And he has been dealing with a lot of stuff. Uh, so I did realize that at the after listening to my other episode, there was a little bit more explanation that I wanted to give about uh, when I said that his old pediatrician hadn't found anything out. Uh, You could probably hear the frustration in my voice because I was frustrated. Uh, So here's the situation, you know, like all day long. What do pediatricians do? They listen to children's healthy hearts. They see children. They check out their normal growth, all these things. And I think from being a WebMD doctor myself, I do know that the worst thing that uh, you can do is jump to conclusions that things might be wrong because that is the exception, not the rule. Well, here's the thing. Like, my family is the exception. It's like, oh, the earlies? Yeah, they're weird. Like, just just assume stuff is weird. Like, I'm currently sitting here. You might see this extra-looking padding there. Why? Because I had a breast biopsy this morning, and I thought, I better give an update on Luca before I forget to even do it. So anyways, my kids used to always see this amazing doctor. Her name is Dr. Christine Seliscar. This chick is awesome. Um, she literally used to be a rocket scientist. Like, you know, when they talk about like, oh, you're so smart. You could be a rocket scientist. Like this chick did it. She did it. And then she was like, you know what? I like babies more than rockets, which I also agree with you there. So maybe I'm actually a rocket scientist. I don't know, Dr. Seloscar, if you're listening, uh, but we love you, girl. My kids saw her. All of them saw her. And then I don't know if she was forced out 
or if she decided to leave on her own from this practice that had been around since I was a child. Like, I actually went to this practice, and my little sister even went to Dr. Seliscar. So this was really weird. So she leaves, but she's not able to tell anybody. She's not allowed to tell anybody. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if it was like I was, I kept calling to get an appointment with her or something. And they're just like, yeah, she's no longer with us. But you know what else? They wouldn't even tell us where she went, which meant I had to do a lot of sleuthing. And sometimes when you're trying just to make appointments for your kids and then you, you just forget about the pediatrician not being there until there's an important situation and then you call and then you realize, ah, poop, I forgot to look up for info. So it took some time. I'm sorry about that, Dr. Stelliscar. Here's the frustrating thing, though. Like I said, doctors all day long, all they do is listen to healthy hearts. Okay. Baby Luca had this awful eczema as a baby. And I know some of you might be like, well, my kids had bad eczema. Listen, I thought my first child, Evangeline, had bad eczema. And then Luca was born. And his skin would rip and tear and bleed and then it would crust over and then if we didn't take care of it the way we were supposed to it would get infection so he had had cellulitis I think three separate times on different parts of his little body and so I was like dude I gotta go see a specialist which is when I researched you know like baby skin specialists I think my voice was actually way prettier in my mind like Probably in my mind when I'm smart, I speak with a British accent. So it was probably more like, <clears throat> Oh dear, my son is having difficulty with his skin. I must go seek some help from someone that is knowledgeable, knowledgeable as I am because I have this accent. So I looked it up and again, this uh, specialist that we found works with the VCU Children's Hospital of Richmond. I cannot tell you guys enough how much I love everybody there. I don't know why everybody that we've seen is so darn great, but they are. And I'm not even paid by them to say this, guys. It's not like I'm some like pharmacy rep. It's I'm a rep of four mom, uh, four kids. I'm a mom of four kids and also the representative. And I can tell you this place is amazing. So anyways, <clears throat> we're in the regular appointment, do do do, and he's like telling me what to do with Luca's skin, and then he's like, I'm just going to listen to his chest or whatever, and I'm thinking like, I don't know, it's fine. All doctors have a stethoscope, it's what they do, like Dr. Barbie, she has a stethoscope. So he takes out his stethoscope, and he listens, he listens, keeps listening, and he goes, hmm, and he's like, you are aware of your child's heart murmur, right? I was like, what? And at this point, Luca was 18 months old. And I was like, excuse me? No, what do you know? And he was like, hmm. Yeah, his chest sounds really, really muddy. Hold on one second. Let me go get another stethoscope. And so he goes and gets um, his like digital stethoscope or whatever. Sorry, my computer just turned off, so I'm hoping it's still recording. Thank you, Lord, it still is. Okay. So anyways, he goes and gets this, like, digital, super cool-looking stethoscope, and he's listening again. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Then he says, no, your son definitely has a heart murmur. There's, it sounds, he's, the only way I can explain it is it's very muddy in there. I'm like, what? 
And so, because <clears throat> this doctor was also awesome, his name is Dr. Kumar. He ends up getting us an appointment with a VCU Children's Hospital heart doctor. And so then we go to this heart doctor and they have to do an echocardiogram on Luca. They end up doing an ultrasound on his little chest, which I don't know why I didn't have a babysitter that day. I mean, I know we never pay for babysitters. I don't know if my family was busy or what, which they're not always able to help. But um, maybe I also just didn't know that the appointment would be a gajillion hours long. But they ended up <clears throat> doing this ultrasound and they took forever. Like, I brought all four kids. And so at the time they were uh, one, three, five, and seven. And you got to remember the two eldest have autism. So, like, it was awful. <laughs> it was it sucked. But thankfully, the Children's Hospital of Richmond, like, they're just used to having a lot of, they're used to families going through some stuff and having a bajillion kids, I guess. So, anyways, they do the ultrasound, and then the lady even calls in some students to look at it. They're not telling us what's going on. Then she calls in some students to listen to his heart, and she says something along the lines of, like, his heart murmur is so significant. Do you mind if I have other people come listen? It was so frustrating. I was so hurt just to know that whatever Luca was going through was so obvious that these pediatricians that were not Dr. Seliscar had, let me tell you, if you could see my face right now, listeners, which you probably can't, but I'm very angry. Like I want, I'm moved to tears out of anger. They then tell us that Luca ended up having something called, um, it was a congenital situation, which means he was born with it. He had what was called an atrial septal defect. It's called an ASD. Um, and again, it's a heart defect. It's present at birth. As a baby develops in the womb, there's a wall, also known as a septum, that it forms. And it divides the upper chambers into the left and right atrium. And as you remember, there's two little bottom guys, too. So it's a four-cube cubby organizer for your heart. Um, but anyways, when that wall or the septum doesn't form correctly, <clears throat> it results in a defect that is still there at birth. And he had, they said, a significant size hole there, actually. So I don't know all the different kinds of defects you can have with your heart. That, uh, but I do know that of all the defects you can have, I think this is one of the best ones you would want. So I know that there might be a lot of you heart baby mamas out there. And I'm so sorry for any of the struggles you go through. And I'm not trying to be flippant when I say it's the best you can have. So I, I do know that there's a lot of problems that can arise from a defect. I know that there can be issues with oxygenation of the blood. I mean, you guys, your blood carries oxygen everywhere. So you can imagine the, how terrible that would be. And as a matter of fact, when I was in first or second grade, there was a girl in our class who died with uh, because she was born with a heart problem. And I would remember her lips turning blue. And when we would play mermaids in the water, you know, you jump in the pool and you'd be like, look at me, I'm a mermaid. Um, she would always have to get out or she'd always be freezing. So 
as a kid, I was like, that's really odd, you know. And so I'm sorry for you moms that go through those things. With Lucas, <clears throat> they said not only did he have this atrial septal defect, he also had, I guess, a flap on the top of his heart chambers that didn't close either. And this flap is supposed to close when you're born. So his murmur was so bad, you guys. He has a murmur when the blood goes in and out. Like, that is such bullshit that no pediatrician saw that. Screw you guys. Like, what the crap, you guys. Like, his heart defect was so obvious when you heard it that they called students in to listen and learn. Give me a break. So they basically said that uh, his hole is sizable enough that they do want to monitor it, but that it shouldn't affect his day-to-day. -day. Like, he should be fine. So whenever we have to do things with anesthesia, which, again, I feel like, you know, this episode was supposed to be about Luca's diagnosis. This poor kid has been through the ringer because I had kept saying when he was born that I thought he had a tongue tie. Well, who's going to believe a mom that's breastfed four children? So I kept saying it a tongue tie. Oh, and also our second born, our eldest son, Finn, was born with a dun -da -da -da, tongue tie. That's a whole other story. You know what? I'm going to write it down right now. Tongue tie episode. We'll go to that later. I don't want to get so far off topic that we never even get to what we're talking about here. All right. <clears throat> so we talked about his heart defect. La, la, la. So, um... This doctor also did not see his growing issues. So this doctor really, I feel like, really tried, like, in all ways possible, was very neglectful medically for our family, which is absolutely not right. It's wrong. It can hurt families. It could have hurt our family. So I don't know what kind of... Uh, ways that they can have a better <clears throat> like system that tells them hey man you're not doing this well I don't know something needs to be fixed guys I can't fix the whole world okay I'm just gonna keep talking about my kids okay <clears throat> so anyways we get the testing done and I told you that Luca had ended up fainting during the test or passing out coming to and that the numbers were so conclusive that he had growth hormone disorder that they just knew for sure. They didn't have to do any more testing. They didn't have to delay on anything. It was 100% an issue. So anyways, uh, the thing that kind of stunk, though, I will say, is that we got ended up getting a phone call before we ever even spoke with the doctor. And it was from Walgreens Specialty Pharmacy. And they wanted to schedule our delivery of his medicine so that's when I was kind of like oh okay like I guess this is what we're doing now like great I can't wait so they said that they were going to deliver his medicine his medicine is called nortotropin nortotropin and it's only able to be administered through a shot subcutaneously which means right under the skin not only that it's nightly Wah! So. A little bit about nortotropin. Um, we had talked about growth hormone disorder. And sometimes, basically, people's bodies just don't produce enough of the growth hormone on their own, um, which is called growth hormone deficiency. 
And when this happens, both children and adults may be treated with synthetic growth hormone called recombinant or recombinant human growth hormone. This hormone is actually identical to the growth hormone that human bodies make. So woohoo, science. Good job, guys. Nortropin is a therapy that's prescribed for several growth-related conditions. And I'm going to just share real quick about these conditions because though Luca does have growth hormone disorder, um, there's specific little subsets, little different boop, 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 boop. One of them is for children who are not growing because of low or no growth hormone. Woohoo, Luca! Children who are short in stature and who have something called Noonan syndrome or Turner syndrome. Children who are short because they were born small, um, either small for gestational age, um, and then they've not caught up in growth by the age two to four. Also, children who are short with no underlying disorder, hormonal issue, or nutritional problem. So kids can also get this for what's called idiopathic short stature. Children who are not growing that have Prader-Willi syndrome, PWS, or for adults who do not make enough growth hormone. And I had told you guys that growth hormone is so much more than just making somebody taller. It actually um, tells your organs and tissues and other parts of your body how to grow. And knowing how it functions in the body actually can help you understand the whole reason for nototropin. Uh, so nototropin, I said, is a subcutaneous delivery system that we have to give to Luca every night through his skin. And I got to tell you guys, my son, God could not have given us. Like, we just don't deserve Luca. We don't deserve his gift at all. Luca is just so patient, long-suffering, kind, good-natured. He's gentle and understanding. And I, I don't know how a two-year-old can understand that you need to sit still for the shot. You know, like that sucks. And every time I have to give him the shot, right now we are on 0.4. So I don't know if it's like milliliters or milligrams or no, no, no. I don't know the word. So we're on 0.4 of that. And uh, Luca is a beast. So we have to give it to him. And we normally do his thighs because that's like the chubbiest, chubbiest part of him right now. We give it to him every night. And I got to tell you, like, every time I give him his shots, it feels like it's just a prick in my heart as a mom. Sorry. I don't actually have um, a piece of chip in my throat. That was me crying. Sorry. Um, it's a prick right in my, my heart because my son just sits there and he takes it. <clears throat> he just takes it every night. So we have this really cute little box that we made for him and it says Luca on it. And when you open it up, there's a little compartment for his new needles, which you have to get a new needle every night, which Luca calls needles and E-E-N-L-E-S. So the needles are in a spot, a spot. And then we bought him this brand new pack of what I consider very uh, expensive, luxurious bandages aka band-aids from Target that are made out of cloth and they're super cute. They have like little llamas on them and sloths wearing sunglasses and narwhals with like crowns on their head. It's really cute. 
So he's got this little uh, bandage box, and they're called Luca's Special Band-Aids. So don't you even try other siblings, because he will let you know. He's patient to a point, guys. That point is touching his special band-aids. Do not do it. So he has a special bandages, his needles. He's got his alcohol swabs. He has to clean that area every night. And then he also has um, a sharps container, which is a container that you put all your like bloody stuff, all your old needles, um, your old pen cartridges when they're done, and the actual needle itself. And every night, we just let them know it's a special event, you know, like go pick out a book. We're going to do your shot. Oh, you want some candy? We're gonna... So in the beginning, I actually bought him like a giant present for every night of the week. And Evan and I are on a super tight budget. And the budget basically is Shannon, you don't have money to spend, so don't do it. And Shannon's like, but I, I got to do it sometimes. And that's why our budget is always that we have no money to spend. Sorry, Evan, I love you. Uh, Evan is the main breadwinner of this family. And when I say main, I mean basically only. Because though I do hair on the side, if we were to survive on that, we would surely perish. So that was my smart voice again. Uh, so anyways, we would buy him things like a giant bag of candy. So then every night he'd get to pick out his candies. And then his siblings would always get candy. Like Luca would hand them out like a little baby elf. I don't know why they got them. <laughs> um, and then one of his first presents was this like kids version of a doctor kit, which is awesome. Because um, it came with obviously needles. And then Nordotropin, you guys, this was so sweet. They didn't have to do this. But when I was looking through different things, there's a growth hormone disorder on Facebook, uh, like a closed group, I mean, on Facebook of different families going through it. And I had found out like through them that their kids were sent this welcoming gift. I was like, what the crumbs? I didn't get a welcoming gift. Well, I may, I shall not stand for that, I say. So I called the company and I was like, guys, I'm so sorry to be a ding dong, but I want a welcoming gift for my son. You guys, they did it. They didn't have to do that, but they did. And in the welcoming gift came this really cute lion. His name's Brian the Lion. And Brian has stars on his body where he's supposed to get a shot. And he comes with this little fake stuffed shot that looks just like our Nordotropin pen. You guys, that was so cute. So Luca got that. And uh, that was really sweet of them. So, yeah, now we basically are supposed to watch for symptoms. Like, I guess it can cause swelling on your brain. Big, big problem. And because Lucas, too, and especially at the time, wasn't able to speak as well, growth on your brain, I mean, they basically said to look for any signs of him being uncomfortable, really fussy, complaining of boo-boos, that kind of thing, and to let them know. And actually, we had seen Luca being quite fussy all of a sudden. It was about two weeks after starting shots. But also at this time, you know, he was turning two and a half. And anybody that has a two-year-old knows they go through a stage where they're separating from mom. And they're also unsure about it. And that results in crying very frequently. <laughs> so, I just didn't know if it was a stage, but also, like, I told you guys, Luca is just so chill. So it was still unusual. So she was like, all right, 
I think you guys should go get some blood tested. Get a fasting blood test. And uh, she sent the order in. And we did get a fasting blood test. And that actually will be bringing us to episode three coming up. Uh, because the blood test, the and uh, I'm sorry, an hour after getting his fasting blood test, we went to go get McDonald's, where I received a phone call from the doctor telling us to turn around immediately because we needed to go to the emergency room. That his blood sugar level was 40, and she was scared he was going to pass out. So, that is going to be the topic of our next episode is Luca's um, low blood sugar and his subsequent hospitalization. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Thank you for watching or listening. If you think there's anybody out there in the entire world that would be like, you know, Shannon's kind of entertaining or dang their family has a lot of issues or you know i also i too have a son with growth hormone disorder anything like that just please share it uh i would i would love for other people to take the time to be like wow you know shannon you know i was glad i got to spend time with her today something like that so anyways all right guys have a great day and remember god loves you all the time all right i will talk to you later bye